0: I'm going to introduce uh, briefly um, Dr. Ken Shank, but let me just say this. Our church is five years old. As long as our church has been a church, we have, you have, some of you may not know this, you have supported another church on the other side of the globe. Actually, two churches, but another church on the other side of the globe that is about the same age as our church. They meet in a Muslim village, in a Muslim slum. They meet in a space that is, um, if you were with us a couple years ago when we came back from a trip to India, I made all of you cram into one section of our chairs, and that was about the size of where they meet. Um, if you can picture a storage container like on the docks of New York, that's about the size of where they meet, and there'll be about 100 people in it. They are crammed, and, and it is in a, it's in a dark village spiritually. And it's like this one church is just this light that shines all the time. And whenever we take teams there and we're walking to the church, they'll always say the same thing. Every time. Whether it's their first or second time, especially if it's their first time, they'll say something like this. Man, it just feels really dark here. It just feels really dark. But the closer we get to that place, I just feel like the light it's just stronger and stronger, and then before you know it, you're at the church, and you hear people singing, and shoes are outside the door into the street, and you're walking in, and you're stepping over people, and, and it's just crazy. When you read the New Testament, they talk about how people would be packed, leaning into a house to hear Jesus talk. That's what that church is like, and you've been a part of supporting that for five years. Um, you've been a part of supporting um, Koshy and Joyce and their ministry as long as we've been a church, because what they do is so near to the heart of God. Um, It is our honor to be a part of what God is doing through them in India and in Delhi. You know um, Wendy's Wendy's heart for human trafficking. Um, Delhi is the most trafficked region in our world, and they minister there. And so I am so honored and thrilled to have them with us this morning. Um, There are times that I know, because I know you, you're sitting here going, dude, shut up, just stop talking about me, right? Like, I'm just a man, I'm just a woman. But there are times that people step into where we are, and I think if we don't realize the significance of those moments, then we'll blow off what God wants to do. And I just want to make sure you understand um, that this is a significant moment. These are significant people in the kingdom of God. They're not any better than you or more important to God than you, but they are doing something significant in a significant part of the world. And there are moments when you should lean in, and this is one of them. I just want to make sure that you understand that. What an honor it is to have them with us this morning. So Um, I'm going to introduce Ken Shank because Ken's the one that kind of, man, God used Ken to get this all started. A lot of you know Dr. Ken Shank from right here in Stanley County. Um, He's been a friend for a long time and we've gone on numerous trips and we're just joking about, um, how do you know when you've talked too long as a pastor? And I said, when people look like we do on the return trip from India, right? When they're just like, You know, that's when you know I should stop preaching. Um, So, man, we've been together so long. We just, I love what God's doing through you and through Aaron's hands. Uh, It's another ministry that our church is honored to support. So would you give um, Dr. Kinshank a humongous gathering welcome as he comes? Well, thank you. Um,
1: How many of you have ever heard Koshy speak before? Because I know there's kind of a mix in the crowd. Well, um, you're in for a treat, right? The Bible says in Psalms that uh, thou, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter of my head. What a great verse, right? And uh, today, you're going to hear how God lifts the head of people that need a shield, that need some glory. I was uh, talking to Koshi this morning, and Paul, this is for your church, okay? I was reading this this morning. It's out of Psalms 113, verse 7. He raises the poor out of the dust and lifts the needy out of the ash heap that he may seat him with princes, with princes of his people. And, uh, you know, I don't know how else to describe their mission and their ministry than to take people out of the poor and the needy and out of the ash heap and seat them with his princes. And, uh, Paul, I don't know if you really even know what your church means to me personally, it means to those people and what goes on over there. Yes, you support a church. Yes, you do things. Um, But uh, I'm going to talk to some of you who aren't part of this history just for a minute. The first, well, maybe the second time I came to your church, um, you were up there in the building, and um, you had everybody put their hand on the wall. How many people remember that? You put the hand on the wall, and you said, God, expand the walls. And you did something amazing for them through me, thank you. And you gave the equivalent of a year's worth of rent to these people and their ministry. And now we get to see the fruition of God's faithfulness with that, right? As you guys are going to be moving into a new building. Thank you, Lord, for his faithfulness. Thank you for his goodness. I could talk about these guys all day. Um, I don't even know how to introduce them, right? Uh, They're amazing, Uh, I could talk about their academics. I could talk about that. But you know what they would tell me, just like Paul said, is let's talk about the glories of the Lord. You know, let's not waste time on all the stuff that's in us, but let's talk about the glories of the Lord and what's been going on. So um, to give you guys a kind of a view of their ministry and what's going on, a couple years ago, these guys were TV stars over here. And uh, they were on Daystar or one of those networks, and they did a beautiful little uh, video presentation of their ministry and what goes on. So rather than me and Paul try to explain it, we'll let you look at it. And again, if some of you guys need to shift over to get a better view, it's going to be on that. And when that's done, I'm going to let Koshi and Joyce take over.
2: Thank you, Pastor Paul and Wendy and Richard and all the Indian team. And thank you, Dr. Kent, who brought this beautiful family to us. And today we are very grateful to Pastor Paul, uh, to God has given this burden to start this new work. And thank you so much. We love, love you. Uh, thank you so much standing with us. And God is good and God is working not only in this nation, but God is working all over the world. Thank you so much. We love you. What a joy this morning for me and Joyce to be here. And every time we come, we, you know, always come to a new place. (laughs) And, uh, And I know that this is not going to be, of course, we are already moving to the next place and that is not the last place, you know, this is a journey. And it's all because of God's goodness and the church, you know, you are full of compassion and mission hearted. And your pastor is full of mission-hearted and that's the way the church should be and the church is meant to be. And I want to thank Dr. Ken, my friend uh, and my brother and also the family for enabling us to be here uh, this, uh, this morning. And uh, you know, thank you once again, church, for your continuous support for the missions in, in Delhi. We are able to do what we are doing there. Because of your love and your support and we truly appreciate uh, all that you do for God's kingdom. Next month we are going to be in Nepal with your pastor. And that's going to be our uh, next stop, expanding God's kingdom. It's all for one purpose, is to see that God's kingdom is extended to the places where still darkness reigns. This morning I would like to speak to you, Uh, I won't be taking much time but I'd like to speak to you or understanding God's heart, you know, understanding uh, God's heart. When we understand the ministry of Jesus and uh, every encounters that he had with the people, it always revealed the heart of God. You know, one thing that was there always in the heart of Jesus was people. Never in the history or human history, there was one person who was completely occupied with, uh, with the burden of people or always he had a preoccupation uh, of his heart was uh, people. When of course the disciples did not understand it, disciples always had in their mind was power, prestige and position, but God, Jesus, always Mood with compassion or with uh, you know heart for people In Mark chapter 3 verses 14 and 15 uh, We see that and he ordained the 12 That they should be with him And that he might send them forth To preach and to have power To heal sicknesses and to cast out demons So here we see that You know, there are four things that Jesus ordained the disciples to do. Many a times we emphasize only on the three things, that is to, you know, to uh, send for them to preach, to have the power to heal sickness and to cast out demons. But the most important of all that Jesus said, the first one he said was that he ordained or he commissioned 12 of them that they should be with him, that is the first thing that you know that Jesus wanted the disciples to be. Why Jesus want you know wanted them to be with him to understand? It is to understand the heart of God. It's very important for us to be close to the heart of God and to understand the heartbeat of God. See, when Jesus, even when he was on the most difficult time of his life. Still, it was people that was in his heart. He talks, tells John to take care of his mother. And not only that, his mother was in his heart. Even on the cross, the most difficult time of his life. And then, you know, his heart had the thief, you know, in his heart. He said to the thief, saying that you'll be with me in heaven. And then, it was not only his mother and the thief, but Jesus you know, the whole world was in his heart because he said, The Father forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. He was one always occupied with people in his heart. That is the heart of God. You know, why Jesus asked his disciples to be with him? First of all, that he knew the Father's heart better than anyone ever had. He knew the heart of the Father. Better than anyone ever had. Jesus, the Son of God, you know, who God was, God Himself, He understood the heartbeat of God. He understood the priority of God because God always has you know, uh, people as His priority. Because there is nothing else, even when Jesus and His disciples were crossing over. the other side, you know, walking, trying to walk through Samaria, and, uh, but they were not allowed to go through Samaria, all of a sudden disciples recommended, Jesus, you have all the power, why don't you bring down, you know, fire and show how much of power we have, because they always wanted to show power, but Jesus said, you know, you don't understand the heart of God, In the heart of God is not to destroy people, but always win people to him, you know, there was a man named Roy Fish. This is a true story, who served as a professor of evangelism at Southern Baptist Seminary. And years ago, his infant son had an illness, and brushed him—you know—that brushed him near to the death. Fish, uh, that man, of his heart broke at the thought of his son dying, as his son, son's fragile body lay in a hospital bed. Fish asked in his heart. What would I regret most if my son died? And he pondered that question. The answer came clear that I would regret that he died never knowing how much I loved him. You know, this is the regret that, you know, he said that I would regret that he died never knowing how much I loved him. This is the heart of God. Jesus' heart grieves over every soul. God grieves because those who died without Christ never know how much he loves them. See, it is the heart of God that, you know, uh, that always uh, uh, heard about our uh, people that was in the heart of God. Jesus always placed a great amount of, uh, I mean, uh, of attention or importance to people because he always wanted to be with people. This is what the ministry of Carmel tries to do. This is what we together do in India, to reach out to the people. As you saw in the video that uh, the Lord has, you know, it was a very small beginning, but God's faithfulness has been there and partners like your church, you know, passionately standing with us, helping us to reach out to so many people. We began with three, but the, uh, you know, but in our schools, we have uh, about Forty-five hundred children that we are taking care, and many of these children who go through our program become teachers, and then began to pour God's love. I am going to be conducting two weddings uh, uh, in next month, and both those teachers came to the Lord. They never knew about Jesus. They became a part, and now they are great worshippers, and they are going to be marrying believers because these are life-transforming that has happened in their life. Jesus always moved with compassion. It is our, when we began the ministry, you know, uh, it was very tough time, well, a tough place. Nobody knew, everybody was against The Northern part of India has many challenges. So we did not know how to even to begin the ministry. So Joyce and me and another, her sister, these were the only three, you know, when we began the ministry. So I would, you know, tie a, a musical drum onto my neck and then Joyce would have a tambourine and her sister would sing. So we would go from house to house because we knew one thing, that God is all about people. Perishing souls, somehow we have to take the gospel to them that is because that is the heart of God. Secondly, Jesus understood the reality of eternity better than anyone ever had. You know what people are where people are going to be without jesus jesus knew it without you know much more than anyone ever had the impending uh, the reality of hell and heaven no one like to hear about hell and heaven but let me tell you that jesus in his three and a half years of ministry he spoke about it 33 times if jesus had a church you know, he would speak about it every month in that church because that is a reality that is going to happen where people, because that is what always compelled, you know, Jesus to go out uh, and uh, to the people and move uh, with compassion. In hell, there are two, you know, there are two physical properties on earth that keep us stable, such as light and solid, And in hell, both of them are not going to be, it's going to be utter darkness, it's going to be bottomless speed. Both those things that are helping us to, uh, uh, you know, physical, I mean, that are helping us to keep us stable are not going to be there. So somehow, Jesus wanted people to understand it. You know, whenever we walk through the slums, we meet with thousands upon thousands of people. And many a times, me and Joyce, we cry. And we say, God, help us to reach out to them. You know, this is what. We began with three people. The Lord has enabled. And you have seen that we are able to plant 90 churches in different parts of India and Delhi. And also, uh, you know, one church. We have a couple of churches in Nepal also. So it is because... the, the, you know, the the burden that was there because it's all about people. Even here, I see that the emphasis that we have is all about people. There was a man, you know, an organization wanted to kill Joycey in 2008 because of what we were doing there. Uh, Because the impact that we were doing there, people didn't like it, politicians. And it was a fanatic group. They have declared or they have, you know, made her also in their hit list, wanting to kill her. And they assigned three people to uh, make that happen. And uh, so the teachers came and told us that, Madam, please don't go out into the slum because there are people, you know, organization. These are very, uh, very fanatic. They, these are the ones who killed uh, one of the Australian missionaries, you know, he and his Two children uh, aging nine and six years old were burned to death in Orissa by this organization. And they were very well known for, you know, uh, because it is supported by the government and uh, nobody is going to question them. They will always make that as an accident. So it was kind of very challenging time for us. So this one man, uh, you know, when we heard about this, uh, there is one man uh, that we wanted, of course, you know, we just wanted to love him even in the situation. So he was a uh, fruit seller and he had a cart. So we would go uh, to this man because they wanted to kill her. At the same time, though we knew about it, we did not want to show that forth. So we used to go and buy fruits, even sometimes foil fruits from him. And we would always want to, you know, show God's love to this man. To make the long story short, he became very sick You know, his kidney uh, has failed and he was in the hospital. And uh, so the family called us up because our church, we donate blood. On uh, Good Fridays, we, you know, donate maybe like 200 units, 150 units of blood to people. So people know that this is a place where they could get blood. So the family called us up and uh, we said, I sent two pastors to give uh, you know blood to this man and then I told Joycey why don't you go and speak to him so she goes to the hospital and his wife is so scared because he's a very abusive man and she tells Joycey that please tell, don't tell anything about Jesus so she, she said don't worry about you know you see I have come so you know so she just went in and then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit moved in her heart so she shared about Jesus to him she said, uh, do you know that, I know I was sick and, uh, but did, I mean, I was uh, dying and doctors gave me only 48 hours and uh, Jesus can heal you. Would you like for me to pray for you? He said, yes, sure, ma'am, but my uh, surgery is going to be tomorrow and everything is said and in, they're not going to change it. But she said, you know, Jesus has the power, but let me pray. So she prayed over this man and uh, after that she came home. And then a couple of days after, this man calls us. Ma'am, did you know what happened? I did not have to go through the surgery. I was taken to the uh, theater. They did all the pre-surgery tests on me. And they found out that my kidneys began functioning. So the man who wanted to kill her, he was there next day with our whole family, they came to the church and they took baptism and they are strong members. If you come to the church, they are the ones who are going to be always on the first row and he is bringing so many people, you know, to the Lord because of what God has done. You know, if I developed an uh, anger, or enmity between, I'm um, with this man because he wanted to kill my wife, then this would not have happened because, you know, God is all about people. And when you understand the heart of people, we begin to love people who even wants to kill us because that is what God is all about. You know, God understand. Jesus understood the heart of, of God. And I can share with you many other stories. And also, God, Jesus understood the potential in people. Jesus began to love. Even, you know, we know that how uh, he loved prostitutes because he saw purity in them. You know, uh, and uh, Zacchaeus—he was a tax collector. Jesus saw a philanthropist in Zacchaeus because there are potential in people what we are not able to understand. Uh, there are so many stories I can share. What God has in you know, uh, with the heart of the uh, of uh, Sarah. You know, we are having a Bible training center. And I just want to share one more story with you. That in this Bible training center, we have many graduates, like 10 to 15 graduates, graduating every year. So this is a young man who is from a village. So he comes, you know, he's very, very kind of timid person. He doesn't talk much. So I asked him, like, what do you want to do after your graduation? He said, you know, God spoke to me to go to this place. Uh, Korba, Korba is uh, situated in a place situated uh, in a state where they have anti-conversion law where you convert somebody you get into jail for 5 years that's the law that is existing there but God spoke to him, said why don't you go, I mean go there so he gave me this place name it was very terrifying and I was wondering this young man, he is very timid, he doesn't speak much and how is he going to go and plant church there? But uh, he went, after graduation, he went over there. And then after a few months, he came back and shared his testimony. I said, how did you start the church? You know, what did you do? He said, I went over, you know, I, I did not know what to do. That's what he said. You know, for a few weeks, I we was just praying. And God said, why don't you go to the street, sing some songs, and then share about me. So he decided to go there. He had a tambourine in his hand. He goes to this busy place. He started singing some songs and then preached. And he said while he was doing it, he was so scared and his whole body started sweating because of fear. He did not know what to do. So he anyway, he sang those songs and he shared the gospel and then almost all the people left. But there was one man. He was just standing there At the end of this He came to him And said Will you please come And pray in my house So you know This man took him over And that is one church He started there Within six months time He planted five churches In that locality By the grace of God Hallelujah Because it is all about people See when we are preoccupied Uh, when we are close to the heart of God, preoccupied with what God's heart is all about. God's heart is all about people. Nothing, you know, it, it upsets him. Anything that goes against people, it upsets him, and it's my prayer that all of us develop, of course, there is a different challenge that you all have here, but when we are preoccupied with the heart of God, with what is in the heart of God, definitely God will, which you are doing, you know, that every time I come here, I get to see new faces because it is the heart of God that we reach out our communities and we reach out our people that we can share God's heart with you know, uh, with with them. So Jesus always had people in his heart because that is the heart of God. You know that always God moved, uh, uh, where, uh, moves where moves where. People have that kind of heart for, uh, for people. You know, when we have developed that kind of heart for people, we have, I can share with you many other stories. There was another young man. His name is Sajan Yadav. He also came from the slum, you know, and a very difficult situation. But God began to raise him up and he became one of the best engineers of our country. You know, he scored well. He went to uh, a very good college and became an engineer. And he, you know, he comes to the church also. The other time that he came, he said, Sir or Madam, you know, he, uh, he said to us that the place that he is working, now the Samsung company has hired him. He is giving a, he's living in the slum but getting a very high high pay but he is living a life uh, that, you know, that, uh, that, that shows Jesus. So he says that, though he's from a Hindu background, you know, the place that he's working, they go to different parties, they drink and they do all kinds of things. But he would always say that I will not be a part of that he secluded himself and to become uh, a man a young man for and now people started asking him you know you're from a hindu background and uh, you know you have all these things uh, but but why are you different and they begin, he begins to share his story among the engineers or the people there because of all this are, uh, you know, are becoming possible what you know, how is this possible because we are able to implant the the seed of god's word in his heart and now though he doesn't go to a church because there's no church in that place he has to come all the way to us in that place you know though he doesn't go to a church there but he lives as a testimony for jesus you know why it happened because when joyce went to this classroom where he shared about jesus you know he got that fire of jesus in his heart so it is my prayer that god would feel in all of us that anywhere when we come across people, we'll move with compassion, touch us lives for the glory of God. May the Lord bless all of us as we move forward to touch lives, to carry the heart of God, compassionate heart of God, that His name is glorified in and through our life. Thank you, Pastor, once again for this opportunity.